You know what I'm glad y'all didn't do? What? Y'all didn't like tell us a play to run because most plays are illegal. So this is good. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the one where the, the this tweet where the lady was like, um, "All these entrepreneurs are giving y'all plays. What are y'all Tyler Perry?" <laughs> Tears. Bruh, um, I hate the play, man. It's because it's always illegal and it's always something shifty or funny. But this seems this is like real legit game, man. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm really gonna have to go get a car, a truck. Or something. Get the car, pay it for ninety days on the ninety first day because banks work in ninety day cycles. After mm-hmm. that, um, refinance the car in the business name. Now you have a paid off car on your credit report, so it's serving two purposes. What? Whoa! What? Yeah. what no, that's mean? a play. Never mind. That's a play. That's a play. <laughs> now nah, you said you don't want no plays. You don't want no plays. You don't want no plays. Okay, no tell, tell me more about this play. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff, and I'm excited today uh, because we about to have a wealthy conversation. Am I right? We're gonna talk yes, about wealth. Sir. I like that. Not poverty. No, no, no. Never. Isn't it okay? Let me ask you. Isn't it important to talk about poverty sometimes? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Not all the time. Yeah. How often should you talk about poverty versus wealth creation? Uh, below ten percent. I agree. Why? Because um, I I need you to understand. I need you to understand. I know what poverty is. Poverty mindset, broke mindset is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to connect with you on that level because I need to push you to the rich and wealthy mindset. Mm-hmm. But like for somebody who has a poverty mindset, mm-hmm. how much time do you think it takes to get them to realize you know, you're poor? <laughs> I think it really depends on environment because the faster they can get into an environment where they see the benefits of being a wealthy individual is the faster they'll be able to change their mindset because you, you, you bring about what you think about. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So if you're constantly thinking about, oh man, how am I going to pay my rent? Oh my God, how am I going to like, it's, it's a survival mindset. You want to get out that survival mindset as quickly as possible. So the faster you can get around people and you can get inspired, like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Herman, he's doing these crazy things with credit. Oh, my God, Brian, he's doing these crazy things with his real estate or whatever the case may be. The faster you see things are possible and you start, you stop thinking about poverty and you start thinking about how can I get to wealth? Okay. What say you? I think it just depends on where they are mentally. Like, have they already made that decision? Like, I want better. I know I want better. Because when you ask, like, how long it's going to take, I just think it depends on where they are. Like, do they believe that this is possible for them? If they if they don't even have that belief, then it's going to take longer to drill drill them in there. And then, like what B said, like, the environment, it, it wasn't until I got around people who looked like me and were doing wealthy that I was like, wow, this is very much possible because mm. they've been where I've been and they follow these steps and if they could do it, then I could do it. And all of you are coaches, right? You guys help people get to the next level. I as do I as well, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. we enjoy the process of helping someone go from um, where they are if it's a not a desirable place to mm-hmm. where they want to be. My, my question is like, for all of the people that you coach, mm-hmm. Are you only looking for the people who are who have the mindset and they're ready, right? So somebody they, they don't understand, right? Do we spend time trying to get them to see first for a little while? Or do we just we work with the people who want to be worked with? I work with people I, I want to work with because I'm not a motivation coach. Like no? nah. Mm, not I, a motivational mm. speech in you. I, I do. <laughs> But you know, I ain't gonna sit up here and motivate you all day. Yeah, I ain't gonna sit here and motivate you all day. Um, I'd rather spend my energy and time who's on people who's ready to execute. Because if I spend my energy and time with people who needs that motivation, not even ready to execute, I feel like it's a waste of my time, personally. Mm, So I'd rather devote my time to people that's like, I'm ready to execute. I know that this is what I want, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Because remember, some people don't know that they're poor. 
right? True. Or don't know that they have a poverty mindset, right? So that's not going to transact for me later. So until I started to see somebody that looked like me, or mm-hmm. like Steve Harvey says, unless you've been in first class, you're like, damn, I want this mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. So that's why I spend 10% of my time like, hey, guys, do you know this is on the other side of it? Because I tell people all the time, I was a social worker, shout out to my social workers, making 39.5. And I had a degree and I thought that was it until I met somebody who didn't have a degree and was making $100,000. And I was like, huh, well, how'd you do that? And he coached me on how to do that. And then I got hooked on coaching because somebody who's been there or failed at it can show me how to get there. Mm. And then I've been coaching. I've been I've been being mentored ever since became successful at what I've done, executed on a long period of time, have social proof for it. And then I started coaching others. So I I repeat that same cycle. If you want to, I will teach you. If you don't, then I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. Maybe that's one of my challenges because I really like getting people out the mud. I mean, you know it's I mean? a good thing. We need people like that. Yeah, yeah. You serve a purpose. Yeah, yeah I was, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I kind of, I guess, I don't want to say contrarian, but I, I, I do actually agree that to an extent, if you are a coach, you are somewhat of a motivational speaker because yeah. at a certain point when motivation runs out, discipline has to kick in. Hey. Mm-hmm. But the, also the reverse happens too because at a certain point, like you just feel like, yo, I've exhausted. Like I've done everything mm-hmm. I could. And you just need that little extra push. Like, all right, yo, like, have you really tried everything? Have you really done anything? Like I had a student of mine, like, he was getting into a business. He was getting his first space and like they pulled the deal from him and he lost a lot of motivation. He was doing everything right, following all the steps, following the blueprint to a T. And at mm-hmm. that point, he just felt crushed. He's human. Mm-hmm. He did everything that got pulled from him, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, I had to step in as a motivational coach and be like, bro, like just keep on going. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna work. Look at everything you've done so far. The track record is there. This just wasn't the door to open for you. Mm-hmm. Some If this door closed, something else is gonna open. It's gonna be way much greater. And now he's got a new spot a new space doing tens of thousand dollars way more. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point as a coach, you have to step in and be a motivational speaker because life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. But y'all don't do one-on-one coaching though, no? I do. You do? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. Yeah, I just started that last year. Marcus put a battery in my back. He's like, yeah, you need to do that too. I didn't know there was a market for it, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, um, people were in my DMs. He's like, hey, do you do one-on-ones? And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, the people in your DMs are the market. They're asking for it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, next time the universe asks you how much you want to make, tell them. So um, the next person that says, hey, I want a one-on-one, I was like, all right. I put the number in there. He's like, where do I send the wire? I didn't have a one-on-one product at all. <laughs> you know, my CEO, Damaris, I was like, yo, we need to come up with something. And then we came up with a product, spend a day with me in Philly, show you how to get funding, take you to the banks, show you the blueprint. And oh, you're wow. Not, you're not leaving there without getting your money back and then now you have the blueprint on how to do it for yourself and for others I knew it had to be a big number because he said wire was it the lake you know what I mean it's a difference between sitting on the lake where somebody use a car but he's like send the wire and I will do what I want I will, I will say this at that level though people do have it on a card and um, I'm not a hater I'm like alright um, you can swipe it so you get the points and stuff I, I haven't had an issue Okay. All right. I'll take a wire too, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me uh, introduce you all. Well, have you introduce yourself to the audience uh, for those that don't know you? Okay, ladies first. So my name is Lex Dewitz. I go I I go by Lex the CEO, and I basically help entrepreneurs uh, fix their personal credit, build business credit, acquire business funding, so they can start, grow, or scale their businesses. Specifically, entrepreneurs. Specifically, entrepreneurs. Why don't you help like regular nine to fivers? Yeah, I used to. (laughs) I used to like um, we started off uh, with our credit repair company five years ago and this was targeting everybody who had bad credit. And then we realized once they fix their credit, they're like, OK, what's next? Right. So usually when people want to fix their credit, they either want to buy a house, 
get a car or start a business. And we wanted to create more products around the next phase. And we resonated more with small business owners, entrepreneurs, because we've experienced that. We lived through that. We have multiple successful businesses and we can create great products around that. So that's just the target audience we decide to grow it. Right. So you help entrepreneurs fix their credit. Do you see a lot of entrepreneurs have bad credit? Absolutely. Definitely. What do you think that's the cause of? Do you think the cause is, and this may hurt a little bit for somebody, do you think the cause is going after a dream and getting in debt and not paying it off and now you have bad credit? Is entrepreneurship the cause of the bad credit? Sometimes, but a lot of times it just starts from the root of not being financially literate. And back in the household, like most of us didn't learn about credit until we were older and, and found out that, oh shit, credit is important. We need us to live. We need us to grow businesses. We need us for financial freedom. So a lot of people just didn't have that education. So um, they made bad decisions, bad choices very early on in their age. And now they're just living with it. And at a point where they're like, okay, I want to educate myself about how credit works, how to use it, how to properly leverage it. But then I do see entrepreneurs who use their personal credit to fund their business. And then this is where like me and her step in like, no, your business can have its own credit profile where you keep your personal and credit separate like that's law so if anything goes down in your business it doesn't affect you personally so and okay i have you introduce yourself to herman because i i was under so i have business credit mm -hmm. right but it seems even on the business credit application they're going to ask for my personal information mm -hmm. and i hear people say well you can just uh, yeah, hold on, hold on, real quick. Talk to me, bro. Yo, Where, hold on, bro. I gotta. This might be. Hold on, let me let me see if this is what I'm thinking of, real quick. And it literally just hit me. Hold on one second. Okay. Hold on one second. Actually, Irma, introduce yourself because I need. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons, and the next generation of Black. Uh, voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. I want to. I want to see this. Okay, go for it. Hello, everybody. Herman Dalsey, um, founder of Bellasone Enterprises. 
Um, unlike Shady Lex over here, who don't mess with nine to five or something. I play, I play like a little light, a little light. Um, um, I help nine to fivers, brand new entrepreneurs. You got a brand new LLC. Um, my focus is to help you structure the business properly um, to help you get um, funding also because the financial literacy component comes into mm-hmm. understanding how to set up the business so you can maximize how much capital you can mm-hmm. get using the personal guarantee at first, but also at some point showing you how to only use your EIN to get funding because um, that that is the end point and it is possible, um, but you got to have the right foundation to do that. So that's what we help. You yep. can get the capitals to fund your dreams. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a bad idea to fund a business in your personal. It's name. a terrible idea. Yeah, horrible. It's a terrible idea to fund your business with your personal credit. Why is it such a terrible idea? I mean, if you have, a, if you get a business, and I found it too, and I'm going to ask you. Okay, let me just start here. I, I'm going to get to your question. Okay. So this is my first time meeting you, right? Mm-hmm. This is my first time meeting you. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I saw a post the other day. Okay. Oh, you remember? You remember? Yo, it literally just hit me when you said what you said when I asked the question. So Kevin, I got my drink. Oh, oh yeah. You know where it was going? I knew where it was nah, going. I just yo, it. This joint hit me like, because I, 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 I was you like, yo, I know you. Let's do it. <laughs> I said, I think I remember because we just said your name. Okay. Because for y'all don't know, so Herb and Brian, I know them. They've been on the podcast. I rock with these guys. And um, they were doing a business together with Lex, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm just meeting you today. And when you said it, I said, hold on, is this the person Kevin? So you made a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> now, so now he's like, You said you said you can literally start your LLC, mm-hmm. get your free EIN number, mm-hmm. and legally walk in the bank mm-hmm. to get thirty thousand without showing any documentation. Yeah. Then use those funds to start passive income streams. Let me show you how. So Kevin Kevin on stage, being Kevin on stage. He's, He's like, with a gun. Yo, with, gun. You can't. Listen, I chuckled. I'm not going to lie. I cackled. Right, I chuckled. Yo. It was a good one. It was a good one. Okay. When she dropped it in the group shot, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I was hold like, on, wait. I go defend my girl. Like, bro, sick to commit comedy, bro. Like, Yo. legit. <laughs> okay, can you... Ex- ex- explain your defense because the way he said it too right. it made you sound crazy yeah. but now that I know that you're right with these guys I'm like okay there gotta be some validity to yeah. this I'm actually gonna go to the bank today to okay. respond to that but mm. um, so basically huh? I said the rebuttal oh yeah definitely <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is like you can start you can get funding on a new LLC mm-hmm. um, credit is going to be a factor in doing so but it's how you do it so uh, you, I could start a new LLC today, get all my proper documentation, get my EIN number, and then go to a bank like Chase or KeyBank to get funding. Now, there's different types of funding that you can get that doesn't require documentation, like a credit card and sometimes even lines of credit. But when you're getting loans and depending on how much you're getting, then that's when certain documentation is going to require because if you're going to get it in your business name, then lenders are going to want to see that your business can support this loan. So like a credit card is probably one of the easiest things to get without showing any sort of documentation as long as you have the credit, as long as you can PG and um, show that you PG. are good. Yeah, be a personal guarantor okay. and show that you have a great history, borrowing history, then that's easy. 30, 50K. Boom. New so LLC. you can walk into it. You can She'll show you predicate it on your credit, mm-hmm. right? You can start a business today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a EIN number. Sometimes it takes a little while to get the EIN number, right? Yeah. A, a few a days, day or two, but yeah, a few days. You know, on the spot, but okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get the EIN number. Mm-hmm. You can walk into a bank, 
and say, I have this new business. I want to open a bank account. Right. And I want to get a credit card and they can give you, they'll give you up to 50,000. You get yeah. $50,000. Yeah. In credit. The yeah. higher, the higher yeah. personal credit, the older your personal credit cards. Right. Um, yeah. So if you already have personal credit cards. Right. That have been um, aged, like you have good personal credit. Mm -hmm. So because the banks are going to look at you this way, if you're taking care of your personal credit, they're like, all right, you're going to take care of your business's credit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then the, the the lines on the business side are a lot higher on the right. business. On you the get business ten side times the more. Personal. Yeah. Yeah. So they're business. not going to give you a regular five thousand dollar limit on a per, on a business side. They know you're running a business. Business. Exactly. So you need more capital. So that's why to the uneducated. It sounds crazy. Are you calling no. Kevin on stage uneducated? Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm, listen. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Said, said I said what I said. He's, yeah, I said what I said because my man came at my girl. It's like I'm playing. Um, no, some people just don't know, and it's our job to educate. Right. So right. no shade to Kev, but you know, no, it is possible, and I can't wait for her to get her rebuttal, walk into the bank, and walk out with twenty, thirty, fifty, and she pit stitch it real quick, do a remix real, make that jungle viral. So you're oh so you're gonna like oh, yeah. document it. You're gonna, oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's coming. Yeah, the response is coming. I mean, I couldn't say all the steps in a hundred eighty character Twitter yeah. post. It's so it's like, yeah. you know, I I redirect everybody to come to. I do a free workshop every single week, and that's three hours straight. So just talking about how to uh, properly structure your LLC, your business, how to get your personal credit right, and how to run these plays, because mm. um, it's very very possible, and a lot of us just don't know about it. How'd you feel though when you saw it? Um. <laughs> I was thinking about my comeback. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I know you're thinking about the comeback, but was that your first thought or like, did you think something, that, were you nervous? Honestly, I didn't even watch the video. I got tagged in it. He didn't tag me in it. It was a lot of people tagging me. It was a lot of my um, followers who did remixes just defending me. I didn't even really had to talk for you real. You watched like, the video though. I really did. Did I watch Max. the video? I didn't watch it. You did I see didn't the video? watch it. I, I know did. about I it, but I didn't I watch it. I watched it twice. I had to. <laughs> All I these people tagging you, you didn't like see what people are tagging you in. Protect the energy. I, and if you go for energy, yeah, I don't, so I don't read comments. Until you watch it. Nah. I already know. Because his, his comment was like, this is not true. And then a lot of people were, I was getting dragged on Twitter and everything. But I had um, people remix to defend me. So I didn't really have to talk for real. I had a lot of people. This happened to all of us, and you just yeah. <laughs> like I ain't gonna watch it. It is what it. I have too many. We have too many receipts to yeah, engage yeah. In, yeah. You could yeah. You could like Google that. me yeah. like for real. You got almost canceled too. <laughs> almost no, no, no not even close. I got a little. I got beehive too. My my riders, they ride with me. Right. They send me the poses. This clown talking about you. We know what right, I'm talking about. Right. The the receipts are there, so yeah. it is what it is. So Good those are the uneducated. I don't worry about. Got it. Okay, and okay, that, that's a that's a strong scene. Personal credit, and then you go into the business credit. Yeah. Brian, where do you come into this this mix? Man, how this this is heavy. We, we went to some drama. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about myself no more. <laughs> I'm listening. I have my little drink. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's going on, y'all? My name is Brian Waldron, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I've been blessed uh, to start a another successful event space business in Brooklyn, New York, uh, which one of the highest rents in the country. And we've just been fortunate to show other people. And I was actually able to scale my business through credit. Because a lot of times people look at it, and I'm gonna be a little contrarian again for a second. Um, I actually did what uh, what Herman recommended against, where I used my own credit card to go and start my business. It was a business credit card, mm -hmm. but I used I, I was able to leverage my personal credit to use it to scale my business. 
and a lot of people ask like oh should i wait till like you know i have all you know this my this thing structured and things like that my my personal opinion on it if you have an opportunity right in front of you and it's a good opportunity go and take it like i'm not gonna mm -hmm. wait for months and years or whatever the case may. this is just me my personal opinion i'm not gonna wait months and years to get into the game because you know I'm waiting for this one particular document or something like that. If I have an opportunity right in front of me right now that's going to make me some money and change my life, I'm going to jump on it right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to scale my event space business with a $25,000 Chase Inc. Unlimited credit card, and we were able to turn that into $3.5 million with that. And then we were able to take that money, go buy more real estate, go buy Airbnbs, go buy cars, and then just keep on building and building and building. So credit has hey, been- $3.5 million with an event space? Yeah, 100%. What? 100%. In how yeah. long? Uh, four years. I've had my event space for a long time. I did not make three and a half million dollars. <laughs> I remember we spoke about it. <laughs> I'm just trash. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the biggest thing that we're going to be talking about. That's the biggest thing that we're going to be talking about because a lot of people, they talk about the funding. They talk about the, it's, it, at the end of the day, if you don't do anything with this money, it's debt. Yeah. Period, point blank, period. Yeah. If you don't take this money that Lex is going to show you how to get, that Herm's going to show you how to get, it is debt. That's it. You have a loan and you're not doing anything with it. It's debt. So we're going to show you how to take that money and go and get cash flow. Cause that's literally how I built my empire. I use that credit card and I was able to get my event space. I went with the event space. I go started my throne rental company with a throne rental company. I went and bought a building with the building. I bought another building. So we just keep on building and mm -hmm. building and building. But if I never had that credit foundation, it would have never happened. Mm -hmm. mm, this so, seems like a dope formula though. It almost, did anyone write about this in terms of like fix your personal credit, then get business credit, then invest in a business. Yeah, the funding it seems blueprint. Like the whole, like, that yeah. seems like the whole formula to wealth, doesn't it? It's the yeah, funding blueprint. Those three, those this like completes the circle. Yeah. Yeah. It should. It should. We gonna write one, y'all? Y'all should really write a book on that. Not that, that I mean, I mean, as I'm... I'm <laughs> Yo, that's not a bad idea, actually. It's not. Just really write the book on it. Yeah, fact. As I'm thinking about even my journey, it was... I've always been like try, an entrepreneur, but never really made much. Mm -hmm. But I think even... Going through the process of fixing my credit taught me the value of money mm -hmm. through that process. Mm -hmm. So I think without that education of, okay, you got to learn how to pay bills, you got to learn how to manage your money, I don't think I could have even taken a next step mm -hmm. to properly fund a business because right. like my life wasn't being funded properly. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's and amazing. outside of like the, getting the score, that process is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You learn Definitely. more about stuff, learn about process. money, learn about discipline also. Mm. You know what's interesting about these conversations, um, um, especially what happened to you over the weekend, is that um, to, to, I guess to our population, um, it's cap or it's not possible. Right. I remember when somebody said that under one of my posts, they was like, that's not true. You can't get $50,000 from a bank. I've done it a hundred times. I've showed the receipts for it. But I responded to him and I was like, you are responding to me on a phone that you probably financed. Mm. Right. Mm. You are responding to me on a phone where um, <gasps> Steve Jobs probably went into debt mm -hmm. to create this product to mm -hmm. start a business. You are talking to me on an application that the CEOs and the founders of Instagram, they went into debt to start this application and now it's worth billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But you're under my posts telling me that 50,000 is not possible. Get him. Get him. Get him. Come back. Oof. Pinned it to the top. Yeah. Dang, that's a fact. Yeah. Like, but because I'm saying it is cat. Yeah. Yeah. But you're using these devices that they went into debt, had a business plan executed on the plan, and now it's worth billions. And I'm trying to tell you, you can do it too. It is possible. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying yeah. to educate you on that. 
Well, if, if there was something, and I, I, I want to get one from each of you all, if there was something that you wanted to teach our community, like they could only learn one thing to start their life in the right journey, right? What would be that one thing you would teach? I'm going to start with Brian. Wait, what? What? what if you, you could, if you could <laughs> pick one thing that like, if, if our community could get this right, you'll feel like you've done something impactful. What would be that one thing that you would teach our community? About finances or business, right? I, I didn't think you were starting with me. Mm, one thing, probably how to have patience with their business. Because I feel like that's very important. Mm. That's honestly one of the reasons. And one of my mentors, he always talked about, if you can see the world in decades, not days, you'll go a lot farther. And one of the oh, biggest- Oh, said it again. Say it, heavy, you can flew my head. Say it slow, bro. If you can mm -hmm, see the mm -hmm. world in decades, not days, you'll go a lot farther. Mm. And I feel like we kind of live in a world like like we were talking about in a three-second society where everybody wants instant gratification. Mm -hmm. If you could just learn to be patient and put the work in now for a, an extended period of time, you will be a lot farther than everybody who just wants it right now. Mm. So the one thing I would want to leave the world with because this is the one thing that I've had to learn and that has like stunted my growth for a very long time is to be patient and fall in love with the game of business, fall in love with the process of business, because if you don't, none of this stuff really even makes sense. You know, I think ruin that hmm. is the last few years. What you mean? Because there was so much money like in the economy where you can start a business and you have a good product or a service and people buy it immediately, mm -hmm. immediately. because people have money. Mm -hmm. Right, somebody was gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that kind of ruined because then you get all these first. First, it was y'all made X amount of dollars in a pandemic, right? And we had a lot of stories. Oh yeah, Dave hates pandemic millionaires. Oh my god, <laughs> not that I hate it. It it's burned just, you up. <laughs> it's just you're gonna you got a rude awakening coming. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you get that instant gratification. Right. Everybody can start a business and get something going, and the people would give it a try. Right. And I don't think like coaching was that popular. You know I, I mean? agree. 100%. So I think it ruined everyone's patience, especially oh, yeah. if you start a business and then like it worked. You may not have patience when things kind of Iraqi. I don't know. But do you think Rick Ross said this? He's like, we going to see. Right. So do you think we're three years past it? Do you think that it, everybody's been washed out and whoever's still standing is still standing? hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be some people that, that they just found their season. They've been grinding for a minute or. Um, they have what it takes. They just needed to see other success. Mm -hmm. And they have what it takes. So not that I hate pandemic predators, okay? I, I love them if they're still here. If they're still here. Okay, <laughs> if gotcha. they're still here, for sure, because right, then right, you right. got what it takes, right? right? I but I, what I'm saying is I think it ruined the expectations of what business was about. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Rise, I agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. How old are y'all? Excuse me? How old are you? 27. How old are you? 42. Word? Yeah. I thought I was the oldest person here. How old are you? 27. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. uncles. Yeah. Um, how long have you been an entrepreneur? Uh, since 2007. How about yeah. you? Going on six years. Six years. 2017. 2017. How many years is that? Uh, six. About six, right? Yeah, six years. Yeah. So, you, like, before that, you guys were, like, on the journey, so you, you know what it takes to... I was, like, a hustler. Like, I was selling yeah. sneakers. Yeah. I was selling candy. I, I mean, if you really go back, like, I was selling... My first hustle was selling Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards on the bus, mm. and then I went to candy, and then I went to sneakers, and then I finally got into my events-based business. So my events-based business was, like, my first, like, grown-up business. Got you, got you. Um, did y'all have to have patience at any point? 
all the what? time. They don't need patience. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't pay Man. myself for the first two years of my business because I just yep. wanted to see the business grow. Yep. And I feel like that's that's why I'm big on patience because the thing about it is if, if you if you're looking for your business to pay you or a dollar right now, like you're never gonna have the capital that you need to really see it grow and flourish and become what it could become. Mm. So for me, I didn't. I I knew I wanted a bigger business. I wanted to see my first million dollar year. I wanted to see my like. I just wanted to. I just want my family to be proud of me. Because no, no, like, like literally, and I, I'm sure a lot of people, especially like, you know, first world American kids or whatever case may be like, no, nobody else really doing this for real. Yeah. Like, like for me, I can't fail. Yeah. I can't. No, no one's going to catch me. Mm. No one's going right. to catch me. No one's coming to save me. Right. So yeah. I, I can't fail. So me seeing my business flourish and do what it could do now. And like, mind you, like it's automated now. I'm going to be in Spain for a couple of weeks. It's still running, things like that. Like I, I dreamed of this. And, but it took me a lot of time. It took me three, four years to put that together. Right. Here's uh, maybe y'all can help me because I've been. I, I like coaching entrepreneurs, right? I like like getting getting out, getting getting people out of the mud. Like I, I like the person who works it uh, as a server and mm-hmm. or works at Target or something like that, and they just want more for their life. So that's yeah. the person I got yeah. affinity to. Right. But I'm having a hard time teaching or explaining the concept of having patience but an expectation for it to happen you understand what i'm saying yeah like you want to teach somebody like yo you want to like you want to expect yo this thing is going to work this year like yo it's going to work this year i'm gonna make my first million this year i'm gonna have a successful business next three months i'm gonna execute and hit this goal Mm -hmm. but also patience as well and i'm having a hard time teaching it maybe y'all can help me well because you're talking about the end goal right so Mm -hmm. This will happen, right? The other side of the equation is if you are consistent and you have patience. Right. Mm. So that's how you put it into the same equation. Um, consistency, discipline, motivation, whatever, plus, plus, plus equals you having your first six-figure month, seven-figure month, et cetera. Um, it it's will- still a short period of time. for Like, I want to inspire you that this is possible in the next couple months you can change your life mm-hmm. y'all y'all agree with that right mm-hmm. like if somebody really got into it and like took it to the max mm-hmm. they could change their life in a matter of months well, you agree I, well i yeah. think well i think that's kind of the kind of the issue mm-hmm. is you putting a time frame on it because what if it doesn't happen then they're going to be discouraged and i want to do it i don't put a time frame on it i just truly believe if you're disciplined and you're consistent yeah. It will happen. Period. But you should if, have some sort of expectation. I feel the- like it just it just depends on what results you're measuring, mm-hmm. right? Because you go through a journey, you go through a process to achieve a certain goal, and I feel like a lot of us we have like a revenue figure in our mind of what we're trying to accomplish, but we've accomplished so much in that process. Like, oh, now we're waking up early. Oh, now we're staying focused for at least three hours. Oh, now we're doing. You know, like we've we've had certain changes in our lives that we don't even consider that's happening right before us and all we're thinking about oh we don't reach this financial goal we failed Mm. so i always think about like what results are you really measuring this more than just the revenue but shouldn't you have some sort of revenue goal i mean yeah definitely as you're teaching you're saying in x amount of time frame we can hit this particular goal Mm -hmm. yeah but you're saying we shouldn't have a time frame right so not necessarily a time frame. You said, what about a revenue goal? So mm-hmm. if you said, yo, the, the, the goal is to make $10,000 on the webinar next week, right? Mm-hmm. You just started out. What if you did $3,000? Is it a failure? 
it's relative because the week before that you didn't make three thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. So you you have you failed. Right. You have the lesson. Right. Mm -hmm. And you made three thousand. Now you're going to take all of that. And next week you should have the same goal of ten thousand, but you probably hit seven. And then you just keep going. That's why it's not necessarily time. It's you continually being consistent and patient. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level imagine getting all the insider tips imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two three four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools you don't have the tips you don't have the tricks i don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro this summit has something for everyone Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you will hit that goal yeah Hmm, okay i think i got it 
So we set a goal, but the patience kicks in with what happens if we don't hit the goal. Correct? Yeah. Because then you learn something. Why didn't I hit the goal? Right. Got you. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to teach that. <laughs> All yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you could teach our community one thing. Isel, can you grab me one of those little the little napkin things in my office? One thing you could teach our community. Um, I'm going to answer that. But can I piggyback on what you said earlier? Yes. You said something interesting. Well, you said something interesting about the goals and reaching it. We didn't reach our goal for our first webinar, right? Yeah. We did not. Bro, the webinar okay. was over at 11 o'clock. And it's like, up, oh, let's hop on a call. I was like, I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> we hopped on a call, and they literally went over the numbers. And it was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is what we're going to do to reach our goal next week. Yep. And he was upset. And I was like, this is a great number for me. I've never done webinars. This is amazing. You could make this in a day. Right. But he's like, no, let's figure out why. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, we're closer mm-hmm. to that goal. But yep. what I would, um, that's so that's the lesson you taught me. Okay. Um, that's patience. I love patience. It. I love it. So, so uh, patience isn't waiting it's Part of being patient enough to figure it out. Figure it it's, out. It's sticking in the game long enough mm-hmm. to never quit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you only lose when you quit. When you quit. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Like yeah. I like that. Um, so what I what the most important thing I think um, I would like to everybody to focus on when it comes to finances or money is um, understanding money early. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I didn't understand money early. Um my, I told I tell people all the time, my parents prepared me for a world that no longer exists. So they was like, go to college, get an education, you'll be fine. I'm in a world now that doesn't exist, right? Um, so understanding money, how it works, how currency works, inflation, savings, investing, those type of things. I'm not telling everybody to be an entrepreneur. We're not here to say that. We're speaking to an audience. If they want that, they can get it. But everybody should be an investor, right? You have to have more than one income. There's got to be some type of capital coming um, coming in besides your main income, whether it's us with our businesses, it's not just one business for us. Right. We have different verticals in each of our businesses, right? So if it's credit, it's the credit repair, but we also have the trade line business and then it, it goes into other things, right? Multiple uh, streams off of one stream. Multiple streams off of one stream. Untruly gotcha. understanding money and investing and saving it. And listen, they printed all of this money, right? Trillions and trillions of dollars. They printed it. What are you saving it for? You have to invest it so it continues to grow. So you don't lose it, man. All right. I don't want to lose my money. All right, and everybody lost their money. They literally took the money out of it. Banks closed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They closed the bank and they took your money, right? But if you, it's, I would tell you this, in my opinion, cash is not king, credit is not king, cash flow is king. The true mm-hmm. freedom is making sure money is coming in no matter what happens. Up and down times, there's something coming in my pocket. You know, when you got the, the big tech companies shutting down, like, listen, Amazon and Facebook are laying off thousands of jobs right. and banks are closing. That's scary as hell. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is, that is frightening. Is well, to the people who don't have multiple streams. Yeah, that's scary. I think perspective is, is, is important. It could here. be scary if you, I mean, especially if you're, if you're the person who lost, who lost your job. 100%. And then the bank took all your money and it disappeared. Who yeah. thought that was possible? I and it's scary it's, for people who have a job. Could you like, dang, Amazon or let's say like Facebook laid off all these people and you work for some tech company you like yeah, yeah. If, the, if, they're, if they're closing you're like uh what's going on uh, i'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here but i just think that you know perspective is super important okay, because agreed. it's just kind of like the super ultra wealthy they're not heavily concerned with things like that because a lot of times like when what, what was what was it in 2008 mm-hmm. when what bank was that that went under yeah. but there was a there was a bank that fought for chapter 11 and the government bought them out like 
Mm-hmm. Just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that. So I think it's important to say be, when you're big, everybody comes to save you. It's just, it kind of, it's like we were talking about in the car, right? Value. Mm-hmm. It's like if your job was so, and I'm probably going to get a little bit of hate for this. If your job was so dispensable, were you really that valuable? You see what I'm saying? You're talking about if your yeah, you if were. your job yeah. lets you go. If your job let you go, exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I fa- maybe I phrased it wrong. No, if your, yeah, if you. your job let you go like that, were you really that valuable? No, you weren't. Exactly. But we are not too big to fail. No, hundred yeah. percent. Right. The, 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 what I'm trying to th- what I'm trying to throw into there is it, I'm just playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. here yeah, yeah. as part of the conversation. But I think it like you were just saying, credit is not king, cash is not king, cash flow is king. Mm-hmm. You want to set your life up in a way that it's more valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. I can't get taken out this easily, mm-hmm. which is really the under premise of everything that we're trying to say I right now, right? We're showing you how to build your personal credit so your credit report becomes more valuable. We're showing you how to build business credit so that your business becomes more valuable. Mm-hmm. We're showing you how to get cash flow streams so that you overall as a you as a person, as an asset are more valuable. Therefore, i.e. not dispensable. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. the point I'm trying to make. You gonna drop your mic or not? <laughs> <laughs> but what I also want to say with you, Herm, is like I think what you're talking about is also the lesson that needs to be learned. It's like history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. So this is not a surprise. Like this is my first time being through a recession, inflation, all of that because of my age. But some of us, it's been two, three times, and it's yeah. like every time it comes around, you still surprised, you still getting hit. It's like this is inevitable, and this is just how the economy works. So. I think the best thing is for you to educate yourself on this process because my first time going through a recession like last year during a pandemic, I was like thrown off guard. Never ha- happened before. But I know next time around, I know what plays I needed to make, what moves I need to make to come out on top. So um, definitely learn how the economy works is very, very important. Okay, let's let's talk about that. Like, what have you learned about how the economy works? How does the economy work? I know the government going to give out a lot of free money. Then inflation's coming after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the real estate market is going to change. I understand like um, when you're in a bear market. Well, I, I'm not even going to get into all that because I'm not a coach in that area. But um, like the economist. <laughs> <laughs> but like being able to being able to look at historic historical events and how people really became wealthy in times of recessions is key because you can literally just duplicate the same thing and the same thing happens to you. So we know that a lot of things go on sale during recession. Real estate goes on sale, the stock market goes on sale. So that's really a time for you to invest. And a lot of people are in frantic mode and scare mode and want to pull, like that's the average consumer. But if you want to have an investor mindset, most of these people are dumping all their money during recession because they know that this is temporary like we're not going to be in recession forever and once this temporary event is over now they've made millions so um that's one of the things we talked about as well is when you do have the capital to the more capital you have whether that's credit or cash the more capital then you can invest the more you can invest wisely then the more um return you could get on your investment side note does anybody know what it means that these other countries are not using the American dollar anymore. It's a big deal. Is it a big deal? Do you understand it? Uh, in my layman's term, a little bit. I mean, the world economy is based on the U.S. dollar, right? And now they're taking the world economy, economy is yeah, based on the, based US, on the US, dollar. U.S. dollar, right? So now they they're not part because the so the this is complicated. So the United States is a Federal Reserve dollar, right? So everybody mm-hmm. kind of based their their dollar versus our dollar. So now they're like, we don't want to do, yeah, now we don't want to do that anymore. And before, when you didn't want to do that, America will go to war with you. 
Really? Yes. Again, this is a longer conversation, right? Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna play with us. All right, well, we're gonna say whatever we want to say in the media about you, and then we're gonna go to war with you and rah rah USA, right? <laughs> really? Just just pay attention, watch it. It's a bunch of videos about it, right? Um, so that's why with everybody starting their own situation, it is kind of scary. Um, and then if enough people do it, I'm not gonna scare people and doing all that stuff. But if enough people start to pull. Yeah, our dollar is going to be worth nothing because we keep printing the -hmm. stuff, right? So it's going to be worth less. And it's not bad. So, yes, bread will be $10. So it will get scary. So if you don't have cash flow coming in to start to pay $10 for bread, it's going to become spooky. Man, so printing all this money, it was great, but but you will pay for it. Mm -hmm. So if the dollar becomes. Worthless, worth less, mm-hmm. not worthless, but worthless, less, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. It just means the price of everything goes up. But what yeah. does that mean in the grand scheme of things? The cost of living goes up. Cost of living goes up, yeah. It's very I understand that, but mm-hmm. does, does America go to like a third world country? Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, so. So listen, I, yo, you know what I, I always try to, because um, people put me in like the category of, a financial literacy podcast mm. and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I just teach entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I don't like this is stuff that I'm learning, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to understand what that means because in my head, let's say for instance, the dollar isn't worth much. Okay. That means that that people lose money. Mm-hmm. And us as entrepreneurs or coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you have cash flow, that affects the cash flow because the cash flow is coming from people who are drastically affected. Mm-hmm. So even us coaches need to tighten up. Be aware. Accept Bitcoin yeah. or something. Accept Bitcoin, <laughs> right? Different currencies. <laughs> but Dave, you, you we're kind of experiencing it in, in a in a in a minimal way right now. Just plain inflation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, two three years ago, milk and bread and eggs weren't what they were. Yeah. yeah. Now it is. So now with these other countries pulling that dollar, it's going to exponentially potentially get worse. So if you think $5 for milk is bad, wait till it hits $10 because no one else is using the US dollar and we printed so much of it. Just think about it. We printed trillions of it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's literally worth less just on its own, Mm. right? And now everybody's not going to use the Federal Reserve to back their money. Yeah, so it is is spooky. Why they play that card crazy? The Federal Reserve doesn't even use the Federal Reserve to back their money. Ooh. Have a high level conversation. We're, we're not on the gold standard anymore. We're not on the gold standard anymore. It's backed by it's backed by faith. It's backed by nothing. So when it's backed, backed by, by faith, literally the the, uh, mo- right. the money is backed by faith because you church. yeah because yeah. you, you believe it's worth this, but now that you know they taken um, they taken it away. All right, we'll see how how good your faith is in a second. Goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought too, if let's say all the money in America, mm-hmm. right, and we just spent money with Americans and we didn't print anymore, mm-hmm. but we just kept like the money circulating. Mm-hmm. Would we be okay if we didn't need any other countries? We still need other countries because America doesn't produce a lot of stuff. They don't make anything. We don't so make we nothing. It's a special over here. Yeah. But babies. That's a yeah. We don't make nothing but babies in fast food restaurants. We make nothing but, but iPods and, Apple and iPhones. Yeah. They don't make anything. So, yeah. so where, are we go- where are we moving, y'all? Where are we going? We just talking about that in the car. Like, where are we, we out? Go? Are we out? Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be against it. Against what? Says, says the man with no kids, it's easy. 
You yeah, won't be man. against I me. Gotta, I gotta you're not a tree. Try. You can move. It's, it's, it's harder. It's easier for you. Right. Yeah, I can move. It's easier for you. Oh, you're talking about going out of the country. Yeah, he's out. I mean, I, I'm i experimenting with it now because the thing about it is, I mean, and this is maybe I'm biased because I live in New York. New York, like I think Earn Your Leisure, they posted New York is the highest cost mm-hmm. of living in the it's world. On the planet. It's crazy. And it's a Naz- and we oh don't get gosh. much for it. Everybody thinks like, oh yeah, but you're in New York. Like it's all six figures is not a flex. Six in New York. <laughs> six figures is worth like sixty eight thousand dollars in New York. That's crazy. Dang. Yeah. And the one bedroom is what thirty eight hundred average. mortgage on my five bedroom. And the thing about it is like I'm paying <laughs> bro, all that bro. to live next door to Master Splinter. That's tough. (laughs) That's tough. That's tough. So, like, I'm born and raised in New York. Lived here all my life, Brooklyn. Like, this is that's all I I knew for a very, very long time. So, when I started to travel, and I see the way other people live, Mm -hmm. and I see the way what you can get with Mm -hmm. your money, I'm out of here. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm not married to New York. I don't. I don't gotta stay here. I could pull my family out if I really want to. I mean, if they want to stay here, that's cool. But I mean, at the end of the day, like. It, there's just so much of a bigger world out there and just seeing everything that's going on in the world. Like we have to remember, we have options. Mm-hmm. We always have a choice. I don't have to stay here in New York. You don't have to stay in Atlanta. You don't got to stay in Philly. Mm-hmm. So we always have options and just seeing everything that's going on in the world. Like there are countries where no taxes or less than 4% in taxes. Mm-hmm. You see economy in Dubai, they're giving you a plot of land if you're born there. Yeah. That's right. Like oh, yeah. they pay for your it's- funeral. Yeah, the world like America is a superpower. Yes, and it has been for a very long time. And I'm not a macroeconomist, so please fact check with CNN or anything like that. But all I'm saying is that there are other. It's it's a new world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there are other places that are just simply more advantageous mm. to establish residency. Yeah. All right. So moral of the story: own your house, save your shekels. Yeah, own your house, invest your shekels. I invest and, in more skills. And, and and build a garden. Yeah, because <laughs> if you got shelter and food, you good. Yeah. Someone said that to me. Forever. Like, if you can um, make your own food, it's like printing your own money. Yeah. So make sure you know how to grow your own food. Your own I food. need to. That's wild. A He's garden. Like, yeah, if you grow your own food, it's like printing your own money. Own your house. Get a garden. Yeah. That's my words. That's my words to community. Lex, if there was one message you wanted to teach our peoples, what would it be? I had time to think about this too, and I didn't. <laughs> I'm just like listening we, we to y'all. Chatting. <laughs> um. Okay. I, does it have to be about business and no. finance? Okay. So I guess I go to the mindset. No. Um. I feel like we live in an era now where it's lifestyle marketing is a thing, mm-hmm. and a lot of people show this lifestyle that you're supposed to live flashy house flashy cars a lot of money and the thing about it I feel like a lot of people got lost in that lifestyle marketing era that caused people to feel bad about themselves and feel like they're not doing enough or feel like they're not even worth anything so I went through this journey myself just last year of asking myself like what do I want out of my life what is it I truly want what what would be my happiest life right um because getting in business, it's like we all driving to have million dollar business, six figure business or whatever the case may be. But we got to understand that every level you want to get into in your business is going to require you sacrifice, different mindset and different skill sets. So initially I was like, oh, I want to make a million dollars a month. Right. Sounds good. I could do it. But I'm like, do I really want to spend that time making a million dollars a month or can I be satisfied with making, let's say, uh, 
satisfied with making like $500,000 in a year. Mm. And now I got my freedom. I could travel the world. I could take care of my family. I could impact my community. Mm -hmm. Is that what I really want? So I think a lot of us need to take the time out and really ask ourselves what it is we want out of life. And you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You can literally be the happiest person working at Wendy's if you want, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just want more people to do a self-identity of um, what it is they want. What, what, what would be happy? What, how would they feel fulfilled? I love it. Mm. Um, I, I want to get into this trifecta of what you guys like came together because I really do feel like this is the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, personal credit. Fix your personal credit. Mm -hmm. Then start getting loans or credit in your business, business name. name. Not your personal, right? Then take the money from the business. Take the money, like the created money. Mm-hmm from the business credit profile and put it into a business. Right, mm -hmm. that creates cash flow. That creates cash flow. Mm -hmm. It can't be as simple as it sounds though. Okay. It is though, but it's just a process. <laughs> is it? Process. Yeah, it's, it's simple. It's simple, it's just following the steps, having patience um, and educating yourself, so. And having the blueprint. And having the blueprint. Share with me the steps or the blueprint. Lex, would you like to be? Because I, know, I, know <laughs> I know there's somebody like, yo, it sounds. It sounds, did y'all see the guy, he made the video. He was like, all right, first you want to do, first you want to do, get an LLC, it's an LLC. And then you buy and a monkey, buy and then you move to Venus, and buy NBC. <laughs> now you own that NBC. classic. That thing was yeah. classic. That's really how they be doing though. I felt the tag. I felt the tag. I felt the tag. Okay, let, let's, let's get some steps in here. Yeah. Um, somebody, y'all got to talk to, y'all got to talk to my man, David, who works at the Cheesecake Factory right now. He's a server. And um, he wants more from his life. And he's watching, he's listening. Okay, fix my credit. Get some business credit. Put some money into a business. But there's there's intricacies in all of it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So let, give me some steps that, like, David can take this information and say, okay, I can do this today. Yeah, not the Cheesecake Factory. Come on, man. I'm talking to younger me right now. Okay. So first you need to look at your credit. Okay. But first you got to be educated on what is reporting to your credit report. So... You want to get um, credit monitoring. Um, I recommend using either Identity IQ or Smart Credit. Okay. That's going to give you access to all three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion for like $20 a month. And once you look at your credit report, now you're going to go in investor mode, investigating mode and identify um, inaccuracies on your credit uh, and complete information on your credit. Nine times out of 10, it's th those things are up there. We've looked at thousands of credit reports. Inaccuracies and... Incomplete incomplete information. incomplete information like what like if we look at an account on someone's credit report just looking at the basis of what's reporting you have the account number the name the balance the payment history things like that so sometimes it's blank like sometimes the date open might be blank or payment uh history might be skipped or um across all three bureaus that same account has three totally different information so uh, the credit bureaus are governed by a law called the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And one of those um, laws that they have is that you must report accurate and complete information. And like I said, nine times out of 10, they do not. 
So um, it's just a lot of us do not take the time out to even look at our credit report and see what's up there. We just go with the win. So I'm sure if you look at your credit report right now, you have a negative account. It's mismatched information or incomplete information. So now you have the ability to dispute that account with the credit bureaus and requesting that they remove it because it's inaccurate or incomplete. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's just one tactic. Gotcha. Um, uh, so once you analyze what's on your credit report, you're going to dispute all negative accounts on your credit. So that's collections, charge-offs, late payments, um, any assessor inquiries. You want to get those accounts removed. But that takes a process because it could take anywhere between 30 to 45 days for the bureaus to respond to that dispute. But what I like to tell people to do is call them, harass the bureaus, and get it all faster. Um, most people aren't doing that. And you could get on a person with you could get on a phone with the right person and could remove things off the spot. I've done gotcha. it many times before. Um, it's just going to take that consistency. In the meantime, as you're repairing your credit, the flip side is building your credit. So you have to build your credit. Um, when we was doing credit repair, a lot of people were just like, oh, I'm going to sit back, relax, and let y'all fix my credit. But then they realized y'all, you still got low credit scores. You still have bad credit because you haven't actually built your credit up. So uh, most of us grew up in an environment where our elders told us, don't get a credit card. Credit cards are bad. Oh, for sure. Don't get loans. Loans are bad, right? But credit cards are actually responsible for 30% of your credit score. It's a huge, huge chunk. So not having a credit card reporting is going to not give you your optimum credit score. Right. And on top of that, you want to build up good uh, credit, personal credit uh, limits because then that's going to give you the ability to 10x that on a business side. So if I have a $10,000 uh, credit card reporting to my personal credit score, and let's say I've had that for six months or a year, 100% payment history, it's going to be easy for me to get a 30K, 50K on my business side. Just from that reporting on my personal. So you want to continue to build your personal credit. It's not until you get at least 10 accounts reporting to your personal credit scores until that you're considered having a really good profile. Really? 10 yes. accounts? 10 plus accounts. 10 Including plus accounts. Including what? Credit cards, loans. So those are the two types of accounts. Yeah, it could it. be open or closed though. But 10 plus accounts. 10 plus accounts. Yes. A lot of us want to ride out with one credit I got card. 10. I got 10. You better yeah. check your. Yeah. I don't know if I yeah. got. So I got. Yeah, check well, I guess I got personal though. So like credit I got cards, car cards. notes, student loans, yeah. mortgages, and it could be open or closed. I think my challenge is I have a bunch of business stuff at this point. Point okay. so I got six cards. Well, I've six, seven. Probably got like eight cards now. Business, but three of them are business. Okay. So I probably got like three or four personal. Mm-hmm. I don't have any cars on my personal profile. You 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 don't have you? any credit cards. Cars, cars. Oh, you but need you that. had before though, right? Uh, auto yeah, I did. I paid it off. Okay, that you get another one. It was a while ago, like 2016. I got a car, mm -hmm. and but I've been so I got I got one car in. No, I got two cars in one of my business names and mm -hmm. one car in another business name. But are you saying I need to make sure I get a car in my personal name now? Yeah, because that's going to help. That's called mix of credit. So the more mix of credit you have, that would be like a mortgage, an auto loan, credit card. I don't know why my credit was getting real funny lately. Like it wasn't, it wasn't hitting like it was supposed to hit. You got a <laughs> no, I don't have a mortgage. Oh, well, yeah. my, the, the, our house is in my wife's name. Oh, okay. Because she had a job at the time when we got our house. Yeah. And I wasn't paying taxes. So I'm paying taxes now. But you could do, you could have did a bank <laughs> statement loan. 
when they just look at the past three months of your business bank statements and give you a loan? But I didn't. I'm thinking. I'm listening to. You didn't Herman, have the funding blueprint. Wow. Herman, <laughs> he's saying everything your business. Like, but I, I just through this financial process, I'm thinking. Okay, I'm hearing. Okay, get all, get everything in your business name. Get everything yeah. in your business name. And I never really considered that I need more stuff in my personal name. I think if I if I could just add a little piece here, I think what what Lex is, and f please correct me if I'm wrong. And here. I shut down I, two of my personal cards because I ain't like the fact. And it was, yo, it that's was, wild. Yeah, that's, that's wild. how your credit score. Y'all gotta understand. Y'all gotta understand. And let me let me tell you the headache. So I had this one. I had Capital One. This was like my first no Credit One. Whatever one, it started off with like a two hundred dollar limit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had it for maybe like thirteen years. Uh -huh. But the problem was they were charging me like six dollars a, a month. month. I yeah. have one too. First premiere. I got it when I was first premiere. That was it. First yes. premiere. Oh my god. Six dollars a month. I got it since I was seventeen. I'm forty two. They still taking the six dollars. I will never close it because mine is twenty years old. They bro. did not let me do automated payments. What? Yeah, you, you have, have to pay it every pay month. It every month, yeah. I couldn't do. I couldn't do it, bro. That was. I'm thinking in my head. This is the most frustrating. And my whole life is on automated, automated. <laughs> that payments. inconvenience, bro. Cars. I, yo, I shut down two, like two or three cars. I, I just felt I was. Yeah, I can't go in there. That car definitely. And mine is list forty two. My limit is nine hundred on that card. I'll never close That's it. Crazy. They gonna get my that six dollars so I die. Yeah, and I, it's, I've it's been a, t a hard time. Getting it back up because because you can't that. replicate age. Yeah, yeah, it just has to. Your other time. cards have to start to age out, and your scores will slowly go back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a credit card since I was eighteen. I ain't never close it. Never, never close it, man, bro. I ain't never close it. Listen to these financial gurus, man. I don't know a guru or influencer. I'm an entrepreneur. Share my knowledge. <laughs> nah, this is yeah. good information. This yeah. is good to know, especially yeah. for entrepreneurs. Where you think? Didn't y'all hear that too, Rizel? Like, yo, get stuff in your business name because you gotta get your you know what I mean? You gotta get your LLC, and then you buy NBC, and then you buy NBC, <laughs> and then you buy NBC. <laughs> you get a bajillion, bajillion dollars yeah. in your business name, and that's why we have the funding blueprint right. to give clarity to good. all of this. Right. Yes, but you still want to give stuff in your business name. You're just literally alley ooping using your personal credit. Correct. Put yeah. it in your business name. But it says a report on my personal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you're using because in your business, in order for you to get capital in your business um, name using your LLC, you either have to have good credit or business revenue, or some sort of collateral. One of the three. Mm. So most new businesses, or even seasoned business owners, do not have the revenue to show for their business to get capital without using their personal credit. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to like completely not use your personal credit, you have to be making money in your business, and you have to have established business credit. Like At that point, now your business has the credit and has the revenue to show the banks that this is a stable entity that has you know two years of consistent revenue and established business credit report. So that should be your ultimate goal for your business. But starting out, it's like you starting fresh. You don't got business credit built. You don't have any money coming in. So you're just leveraging your personal credit to help your business get up and running. If I could add just a little bit of that, and again, like Lex, forgive me if, uh, if I had like misconstrued or anything, but it's kind of, I think, and uh, this kind of goes back to what Kev on stage was saying. I think a lot of people, when they hear people talk about, oh yeah, you can walk into the bank with a brand new LLC, they're thinking that you just literally made the LLC today. You walk in with only LLC and that's it. That's, yeah. that's not exactly how it works. At least when you're brand new mm -hmm. and y'all forgive me, like, mm -hmm. let me like add anything if you want. It's you're lending off your person. You're, you're using the power of your personal credit to go and right. amplify that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, say for example, I know Herm, but I don't know Lex and Lex comes to me like, Brian, I want to take off some money. I don't really know you, but I know Herm. 
and Herm vouches for Lex. That's kind of how your personal credit is working. That's what essentially a PG is, a personal guarantee. Your personal credit is vouching for your business, like what Herm was saying. Like, I don't know Brian Waldron Enterprises, but I know Brian Waldron. Brian Waldron been a pretty cool guy. He's been paying his bills on time, so I'm gonna rock with him. Brian Waldron Enterprises, I don't really know you, bro, but Brian Waldron vouched for you, so I'm gonna lend you that money. And because you're a business, I'm gonna give you a little bit more. That's essentially what a PG is. So when you walk into a bank and say, hey, look, listen, I have Brian Waldron Enterprises. Can you lend me $50,000? They're going to take a peek at Brian Walsh Enterprise. Ooh, Brian Walsh Enterprise. You just opened a couple of days. But Brian, ah, oh, Brian, my guy, I know you, bro. I see you. This your man's? Yeah. Ah, I'm going to lend him some money. That's essentially what's that's happening hard. during the underwriting process. Yeah. And that's essentially what happens when you walk into a bank with an LLC and you get the $50,000. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big miscon- misconception a lot of times. Because people hear, oh, wait, I'm going to get an LLC and I'm going to get $100,000. Yes and no that personal credit got to be right, mm-hmm. which is why in the funding blueprint, we take you through those steps, fix that personal credit, use the personal credit to establish good business credit, use established business credit to go and fund your business. Got it. Okay. Okay. I made some mistakes. I mean, you I'd say, you're human, you, bro. You got six yeah. business credit cards. You did okay though. Yeah, no, nah, we're doing fine. It's just, I couldn't, like I, I be seeing my credit score, man. And it's like, it's that card you close, bro. Those two you close. That's major. Yeah. But over I time, it's so annoying, bro. A question: When you started your podcast, did you fund your podcast out of pocket? Did I fund my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Was it thousands, hundreds? I bought a camera, okay, and some microphones, and uh, we got busy. So it started small. Yeah, hundred percent. So it wasn't much investment. No, 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 no. Okay, it wasn't a lot. Okay, so you started just reinvesting in your business as. Yes, you know? so I started with t-shirts and I was that was my whole journey of like my personal credit and this was a true story this guy I was about to sell somebody like like 40% of my company for like $20,000 my t-shirt brand sleep is for suckers because I needed $20,000 don't judge me what wow bro I'm thinking in my mind for one I never had $20,000 before in my hand Uh so I'm like, yo, if this person gives me 20000 this is all I need to make it a multi-million dollar business. Mm. And then we're going to just exit the business, $3 million. And then I give that person their 20%, 600000 Multi-millionaire is up. It's up. And this is before you knew about credit. Credit. This is before. Right, because the bank could have did that and not asked for equity. Equity. Right? Yeah, yo, this guy. Yo, so actually my friend's brother, Spade. So shout out to Spade. Mm-hmm. He said, we were talking, he was like, yo, I like what you're doing with the brand. He's like, yo, I'm going to invest. I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm on this line. I put together a little presentation and all that. I'm on like, yo, what's up that money? You know what I mean? I give you the percentage. And for some reason, there was just a delay and he just never gave me the money. But I ran across this guy. His name's Robert Gould. Shouts out to Robert Gould. And uh, he's like, yo, you know, let me show you how to fix your credit. And it, like, this is right after I'm a, a server. But I remember as a server, mm-hmm. Like, if anybody gave me an American Express card. Mm-hmm. They had money. They were, for one, most of them were white. Anytime yeah. I saw a black person with an American Express card, I'm like, how you do that? Where you get that from? Mm-hmm. It's in my mind. Yeah. Bro, in my mind, white people get American Express cards. Mm-hmm. Black people have bad credit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Every comedian knows this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? The mm-hmm. jokes in our community is yeah. black people have bad credit. I came up understanding that, right? Right. So, fast forward. He teaches me how to fix my credit. This is all personal stuff, right? And he was like, you should apply for an American Express card. And I'm like, 
I'm black. You know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking this way. Like I'll never, I didn't say that, but I'm like, I, I know I ain't gonna get on Amex, but if I did, it's up. It's up. I'm going out wow. tonight. Tonight. So I I applied mm. and I got approved mm. for twenty thousand wow. dollars. Look at God. And it was wow. twenty thousand. It's been up ever since. If he would have gave me the money, I probably would have lost the money, and then I just be back to square one. But that showed me the only thing I have to do to get an investor is fix my credit. Can we use that as an ad? Like just that right there. Just right yeah. So just that little clip yeah. right there. Clip <laughs> that, take that, repurpose it. Just depends, take that right Thank you, Dave. My likeness yeah. is expensive these days. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I give you a morning meetup ad. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so now nah, that was my personal credit story. Okay, so just, just fast forward. We get our personal stuff together. Yeah. We get enough credit cards, we get enough like lines and trade lines and stuff like that. So how do we properly kind of transition to the business credit situation. Right. So what cannot fit into 140 characters on a tweet is that <laughs> the structure of the business is important also to maximize right. how much funding you can get. I mean, more. right. So you got the credit score because it's not just the credit score. It's a credit profile. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got you. She, she just described the two, three, four credit cards that you need. A couple of mixed loans. So you're looking sexy. You're looking good. So now the profile needs to be sexy also of the business, what it looks like. So you need to have a proper business name, um, name my company, Bellastone Enterprises, right? Solid business name. You want to make sure it's not a high risk industry, such as like she's not going to name matters. The business name matters. What you call the business is important because if it's in a high risk industry, you're not going to get as much capital. So if she had named her company Lex Credit Repair, they'd have been like, nah, they probably even wouldn't let her open oh, yeah, up a I'm bank not account. Even a bank account. Yeah, she's not probably oh, even wow. get a bank account because it's a high risk industry. Trucking, high risk industry. Real estate, high risk industry. So they they give you less capital. Oh, God. What an yeah. education. Yeah, and they give you less capital. So I always describe to people imagine this $25,000 in the air that you can potentially get when you walk into a bank. If you don't have a, a solid business name, now it's down to 22000 as a starting point. You don't have a business address like this wonderful space that you have. All right, they take and they bring you down to 20. Um, you need to have a business email, um, a business website. You got to look professional. Social media is just not enough, right? So mm. you go into these banks looking pro. Like when you walk into these banks, they're real business, right? Chase has a business address, business phone number. Um, they have a website. They have an email. So And their representative is speaking for Chase because Chase can't fe- speak for itself. So I speak for Bellasone Enterprises who can't speak for herself, right? The business. So I come correct as Chase comes correct to me. Business name, business address, business phone number. I have my website set up, got my EIN. Now the structure of the business looks correct. Now I can do business with this new business partner I'm trying to get with this Chase Bank of America or Amex. And in conjunction with my good profile, it's up from there. And that's just one bank. So when we give crazy numbers like, yeah, you can get 100000 in funding. There's like, that's cap. Well, well, one bank gave me 25. How many mm. banks are there in America? Right. So I can go to another bank and get another 25. Combine this with a good business plan because I can see them in the comments. Yeah, you tell people to go, get, go into debt, but combined with a good business plan, mm-hmm. the structure um, the structure being set up properly, the cash flow is, is yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Brian? Yeah, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the law from that. Oh, Wait, I want to just add no, on please. one thing. What, what Herm just said is super important. This is actually called... Um, business credibility like making your business credible mm-hmm. you know how you look at Amazon you look at Walmart you look at corporations you're not going to find the founder's information personal right. address phone number right. stuff like that 
So uh, one thing I want to say is that I work with a lot of alternative lenders directly, like I'm a loan broker. And the first thing that these lenders do when I send files over to them for review is Google the business before even looking at the credit, before mm. even looking at the finances, they're Googling the business. And if they don't even check out there, they're not even spending their time looking wow. at your credit or, or financials. Right. So a lot of people don't even get to that part because they don't have their business set up properly. And that's why that's so important. Mm. You know what I'm glad y'all didn't do? What? Y'all didn't like tell us a play to run because most plays are illegal. So this is good. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the one where the, the this tweet where the lady was like, um, "All these entrepreneurs are giving y'all plays. What are y'all Tyler Perry?" <laughs> Tears. Bruh, um, I hate the play, man. It's because it's always illegal and it's always something shifty or funny. But this seems this is like real legit game, man. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm really gonna have to go get a car, a truck, or something. Get the car. Pay it for 90 days on the 91st day because banks work in 90, 90 day cycles. Um, after mm-hmm. that, then um, refinance the car in the business name. Now you have a paid off car on your credit report. So it's serving two purposes. You should. What? Whoa, what? Yeah. what no, that's mean? a play. Never mind. That's a play. That's a play. <laughs> now you said you don't want no plays. You don't want no plays. You don't want no plays. Like, okay, no tell, tell me more about this play. All right. So, <laughs> so my wife, right? Um, married to the business credit guy. She got me um, for my 41st birthday. Shout out to Janelle. She got me a Corvette. Mm. Right. My dream car. I would have never got that. Um, but she got me the Corvette, but she got it in her personal name. When I asked, I was like, yo, this is lit. Like, what's up? How much is it? Like, I got to pay a note on this yeah. every month. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, it's in my personal name. I was like, you bought a hundred thousand dollar car in your name. Are you crazy? So I let it sit for 120 days. So she got the history on her personal credit report. And then we went to the, we went to a bank. Um, they didn't sponsor me, so I'm not going to say their name. And then um, I gave them the business name, business address. Everything was structured properly. She has a great credit score. That's why she got the car in the first place. And then we refinanced it into the business name. So the debt is off of her personal. Now in the business, is now in the business name. Now she has a paid off six figure car on her credit report, which looks, which looks crazy. Right. So she can go get a I rose. I thought we needed to have more stuff. Recurring so, on personal. So open. So it's a, again, it's about the mix. Yeah. So having it open, having it closed, like loans are meant to be open and closed. Right. right. That's why it's important to have credit cards because they're meant to be there as long as you keep them open. Yeah. And auto loans look at auto loan history. It's like true. they don't care about credit cards and credit stuff cards, like yes. that. So it's something called comparable credit. Right. And comparable credit is basically when you're applying for new credit, the lenders are looking at to see if you have something else on your credit report that's similar to what you're requesting. Mm. So let's say the biggest auto loan you have on your credit report is 30K. You go into the lender and asking for a 150K loan, you can get it, but with a large down payment, right? So if you are interested in getting like high-end vehicles, which I think you should, mm-mm, but mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> it's, a it's a recession. It's a recession. Still, no, but running, <laughs> doing it right. See, high-end vehicles is, is uh, rare. It's, um, they could actually increase in value. So it's a whole market out here for it. He actually does that. But you can make money from these high-end vehicles. Like, they're, they, they're limited production. We could get into that a little bit sure. later. But <laughs> You're not going to convince that man. No, to buy I'm going to convince You're not going to do it. But the point is, like, auto loans, yeah, you, you definitely want to keep auto loans on your, on your credit report for that mix of credit. And then also, if you want to move up the ladder, they're going to look at comparable credit. Gotcha. Okay, so taking what's the benefit of taking it off your personal and putting it on your credit? Your, um, your debt to income, business. your debt to income goes down. Um, it could be a write off. Could be a write off. Yeah, now I could write off the car. Yeah, um, I could That's write off. I'm doing anything in my business name. Oh, right, gosh. I could write off the car. So now she's able to write off a portion of it every year, or we could just write it, write it off for specific purposes. That's why I post it from time to time and do ads with it. Do I'm you sure. have a car? Your personal name? 
Uh, yes, I do. It's paid off. Uh, probably like ten thousand left on it. Yeah. Y'all car in your personal name? Mm-hmm. Personal and business. So I need to keep something in my personal name. I'm saying, but that's what we're saying. Yeah. You can, but eventually it. it's gonna be paid off. Like so, it is what it is. So I just paid it off after ninety days. I just paid it off anyway. Whether I paid it off in five years or whatever, I just paid it off anyway because I don't like a lot of debt on my personal. I put it in my business. It served this purpose on my personal. Mm-hmm. I got ninety days off of it. I transferred it to my business. I see. Okay. But All it's right. also getting in your business as an asset protection as well. Yeah. So facts. you have the financing part of it and then you got the asset protection. So one thing we like to do um, is one reason we like to put a lot of things in our business name is for asset protection as well. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. Okay. So fix our personal credit, pay your bills, understand it, how it works and how it operates. And then start transitioning to business credit because your personal credit will be the cosign for your business credit. That's your man's. I'm vouching for him. No, mm-hmm. he's good. Trust good. me. Trust me. Good. Okay. So now what do we do with this business funding? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So like, just to kind of hop off what uh what Herman was talking about, like you don't wanna you don't wanna get into any of this quote unquote debt, because that's essentially what it is. If you, you don't you're not doing anything with it, you you gotta have a plan with it. Right? So like I took out I, I already had my first back in twenty 18, I already had a space lined out before I even took out that credit card. So I already knew the play that I was going to run. A lot of people, they, 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 you know, they get involved with business funding or business credit and they, they don't even know what they're doing with it. So it's just like, you always need to have an exit strategy, right? Which is why in the funding blueprint, we're breaking down several different cash flow options for them to get involved with. A lot of them lending on things that we've already done. For example, Airbnb, event space, real estate, ATMs, vending machines. These are all things that anybody can do. You can literally swipe a credit card and get started in all these businesses. Imagine literally you take a $25,000 chasing credit card, you split it in half. Now you have the rent for your space. Now you have the build out cost for your space. Now that same space is turning around making you $10,000, $20,000 every single month. Mm-hmm. I literally, one of my students just did that. He's right here in Atlanta. He got a $20,000 chasing credit card. He got a space right here in Dunwoody. And now that same space, he did $10,000 his first month. Ever since then, he's been doing $26,000 a month. Dang, is he my competitor? Is that why I'm not making no money in my... He's in Dunwoody, though. You're in Shambly. It's the same thing. This is Shambly Dunwoody Road right here. Is it? It's really? called Shambly Dunwoody Road right oh, here. Oh, hey, I thought maybe it's, it's a different area. Hey, I'm not from Atlanta, bro. <laughs> Get out my business. You know okay. All right. Nah, that's cool. But no, yeah, so he's, so you can, you have to have a play at the end of the day, which a lot of time, but you have to know your numbers too, which is why the business plans come into play. And they say that if you don't know how you're spending the money, don't get involved. Don't do it. Got you it. can just like, just have it sitting there, whatever case may be. Don't get involved. If you don't know what to do with the money. So in the funding blueprint, once you showed you how to properly repair and build your credit, we've shown you how to probably get the funding. Now we're going to give you all these different plays and have options for like, all right, cool. Dave, you want to get involved with an Airbnb? Word other than play. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's, strategy. it's strategy. 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 Options. Strategy. Options. Revenue options. Strategy. Because I guess everybody isn't going to gravitate towards event space. Or everybody's not going to gravitate towards um, Airbnb. Right. Somebody might want to get into e-com right. or something like that. Right? 100%. But we want to at least give you the seed information to go and get started. Gotcha. Right? We're not going to talk on 20 different things because that's ridiculous. But we're going to give you at least five different strategies, five different options. Like, hey, look, listen, Dave, you want to get involved and you consider real estate before? Here, here's 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 some foundational information for you to know. Yeah. These are some things you need to think about before you go and spend 10, 20, $30,000 on another mentorship or whatever the yeah. case may be. These are some foundational information for you to get started with. If you don't have a strategy or an option, what are you really getting all this money for? Yeah. You picking all I like down? that. I like and that. not everything's going to involve a lot of your time as well. So 100%. you can invest your money into things like an ATM or a vending machine, right? That could generate a few thousand dollars a month and you visiting it once a month, right? So 
I'm sorry, real quick, because y'all, both of y'all said the ATM thing, and Neil was telling me about somebody who does ATMs, but I haven't used an ATM. Last time I used an ATM. People last use ATM weekend. outside the club. last time you used an ATM? At I the used club. one last weekend. Yeah, at the you club. The they don't club. be taking credit cards, so I got to go to the ATM. What club, you, what club you be at? Look, it's just the right location. So you go to the strip club, you put the it's in the street. Yeah, you know, you wait, need to wait, have wait, 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 wait. All right. What? Or even like colleges, like a lot what I've seen a lot of people doing too is setting up certain vending machines at colleges, like a, a kit or what a about ATMs? Oh, ATM. You they need said, people okay, need people cash. Okay, we're at, we're of course we're at the space where we don't use it. I was at a my conference I was at yesterday. Somebody walked in to a room full of entrepreneurs and credit people and business credit. People. Hey, anybody got change for ten? Everybody no, looked yeah, at him like it was crazy. No, bro, I don't cash. have. I don't. No one here has cash, but there's people. There's a market for it. people it's need ATMs. Really, it's yes. definitely a market. It's definitely a market. Because yeah, when Neil said it, I was like, mm, it just doesn't make sense to me. However, he said the person that's. Doing it, guys. Some really successful students. So don't invest in anything that doesn't make sense to you. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So which okay. is why we give out so many different options. Gotcha. You options, know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. Because, like, for example, like I'm biased, obviously, because I've been in this business. But like, an event space business makes a lot of sense for me because when I started, I was a server. I had a full time job. I couldn't be active in running around doing this and the third, whatever keeps me. I needed something that could operate on its own that I could only operate maybe six to eight hours a day, uh, mm-hmm. six to eight hours a week or whatever the case may be. Do two open houses on the weekend and then I have somebody else just cater to the event. Same thing with Airbnb. You could set one up. I have uh, I have a 12 unit in Houston, Texas, automated, runs by itself. That's a play that works for me. So it's just kind of like, we show you how to repay your credit. Boom, now you got a 750. We showed you how to take that 750. Now you got 100,000. Now that 100,000 is going to down payment for your new property. FHA is only three and a half percent down mm. on a half a million dollar property. That's seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. You just got a hundred thousand dollars from Key Bank. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing is like having your money work for you mm. instead of you working for money. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs try to just get into stuff that they have to work. They basically employ themselves. So how do we use this capital and having it work for us? Because it could work a hundred times harder and longer than we can. Yeah, I like that. I, this, I think this is uh very informative conversation. I know I learned a lot. I didn't get a car <laughs> in my personal name or a house or something. something Definitely. Like, I'm going to get a condo in my personal name. I got to ask my wife, though, see how she feels about it. Why would but, you do that? What? Why would I ask my wife? Personal name. Yeah. No, no. Get I condo. ask your wife. Why would you get a condo? Just pick up a little low-key spot. And just nah, the love. I'm going to get this little condo in downtown. Yeah, what you going to do it? I got to get it, baby. It's my personal credit. I got to. Yo, they said. They told us this play. Are you saying not to? No, I'm just asking. I was really asking. why. Because I need more personal credit activity. Everything's in my business name. Okay. Yeah. Did I I take the message wrong? The condo's not going to report, though, to your credit. Why not? It just don't unless you default. It's a mortgage, right? Oh, Oh, you're going to buy it. I thought thought you were going to rent it. it. That's why I was like, why would you do that? But if you're not, yeah, you're going to use that condo for like. Event space or like Airbnb or something, you know, just just have it. Just a just a just, just a, a cave spot. <laughs> I am not participating in this any further, bro. <laughs> hey man, sometimes I need a little place to go. You okay, know what I mean? you don't have a man. You don't have a man cave. Respectfully, my wife isn't gonna fit, bro. I got kids, bro. You know, man cave, Facts, bro. They own yeah. that house. I just live there. In. I just yeah, sleep they, there. They can be coming downstairs. My dude. kids be looking at me as the man that feed them. Yeah. Like, where that man that be feeding? <laughs> <laughs> It's that time. It's that time. 
Where you at? <laughs> no, nah, I do. I got a basement, but I can't go down. Like, my daughter isn't letting me go anywhere by myself while I'm in the house. So that's that. But uh, no, thank you so much. Uh, so, how, okay, how can people be involved? And before they get involved, what do they need to prepare? So you could go to thefundingblueprint.com. Thefundingblueprint.com. The funding okay. Yes, that's where you're going to register for the free event. Free. Okay. Absolutely free. Free. Um, all you need to have ready is be ready to take notes and be ready to execute. Like right. that's really it. That's I'm good. not even gonna lie. We it's I feel like our biggest thing when we came together for this for this for this event was that how can we over deliver? So people are literally like people are literally on the call getting funded. Mm -hmm. Free masterclass. Mm -hmm. I just got twenty thousand dollars from this. I just got twenty thousand. I just I just got ten thousand dollars from this. On the call. On, on the call. call. Yeah. Because we tell them what banks to go to. Mm -hmm. What to do. We're to do. Giving them the funding blueprint. Hey, send a link to Kevin on stage. Wow. <laughs> Respect. Wow. Send my man a link. I mean, uh, that'd be... You know, no, yeah, he he might make a video invite. like, okay. I, I mean, that's drunk. Lex's man, so she gonna hear yeah. that. Man, that's, that's Lex's man. He getting a personal invite. She, she you know him? No. Oh. I have no idea who he is. Hit him up. But anyway, yeah, we got the funding. We got Did the you funding. You ain't jumping his DM like, yo, bro, what's up with you? What's up with you? For what? She I'm going to respond. I'm going to remix what he said. respectfully tag him in the response that she drops. The rebuttal. All right. That is possible. I wonder if he finds something funny about the rebuttal. Because <laughs> he's a funny, funny guy. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> okay, so thefundingblueprint.com. Yes. Okay. Um, so if they're watching this after that, what's their instructions? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, so after that, so we, 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 I wasn't sure. So yeah, after that, we have an amazing five day challenge. If you want more info, actually not even if, when you want more information with myself, Lex and Herm, we're going to be breaking down for literally five days, six if you're VIP, how to take that 700 credit score, get that 100K from the funding, from the bank, and then turn it on to 50 to $100,000 in passive income every single month. But you gotta run the options, not play. You wanna run the options. You wanna run the strategy. So if you, if, you, if you know you're looking at like, yo, look, listen, this is the last year I'm gonna be in the same situation. This is the last year that I wanna, I, I, don't, I wanna be uneducated. Mm -hmm. This is the challenge that you wanna be a part of because we're literally breaking it down the entire blueprint step by step by step. Yeah. I get my own day, Lex gets her own day, Herman gets her own day because the masterclass is fantastic, but you know what I'm saying? We gotta really make sure that we get it all and we stay on point, we stay on time. But with a five, six day challenge, if you're a VIP, you get the masses of information, you get the wealth of information. So for that, if you want to go there, it's fundingblueprint.com. Thefundingblueprint.com? Thefundingblueprint.com. Thefundingblueprint.com. We get you right. All right, cool. Listen, man, y'all need to go check that out. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, again, I learned a whole lot today. Um, so I can only imagine what you guys are going to be teaching over five days. So um, let everybody know how they can find you all individually and um, close it out with a word of wisdom. Boom. I start <laughs> okay, first. so you can find me on Instagram at underscore Alexa CEO, um, Twitter at Lexa CEO. Um, word of wisdom is um, definitely faith is powerful, but faith without work is dead. So you have to put in the work and keep believing in your dreams and keep going, keep being uh, consistent and persistent but more importantly make sure you get in the right rooms i can't express enough how uh, my business scale tremendously just from the people i know just from being in the in the right rooms in the right environment so change your environment if you want to change your life that's good B. oh uh, switch it up. oh okay uh so again herman dulcie founder of bellasone enterprises you can find me on 
Twitter, Instagram, um, Haitian underscore CEO. A lot of spam pages, so please be careful. Haitian underscore CEO. Uh, I ain't got. Yo, the why he did you? I ain't, I ain't got the fifteen ninety nine, bro. I ain't got it. Are you? Do you have something against the fourteen ninety nine? I'm gonna get it. I just they just didn't give me the option. Yet. I didn't give you the option. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I joined the wait list. Yeah. So I went did in. you get your check? Yeah. Yeah. You, you got, got yours? Check. I got my check. You got you, your check? You been had your joint or? No, I got it with the Meta Verified. Oh, uh, you got. I your? feel like the scammers got a check now too. No, 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 no. They gotta send. Nah, an you gotta ID. send an ID. That's an yeah, ID. Nah. It's hard for them. They could get my ID somewhere. What? That's kind of wild. No, nah, I don't they think they're going. Away. I don't think they're going to go uh, to that extent. Yeah, and know. pay the fifteen dollars. Like, no, yeah. somebody literally just told us last night on a call they got scanned from her and paid twenty five k. Twenty five k. They sent the receipt and everything. Sent a wire to twenty five k. I'm really looking forward to getting the check Need to really check, help out these boy. people. These people are getting scammed out here. It's like crazy. Twenty five k. Terrible. I got it for the clout. I mean, you got it for the clout. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> be honest with you guys yeah. Okay go ahead So Haitian underscore CEO on Instagram Check us up on our YouTube page Bella Sloan Enterprises um, Where we teach for free all the time We look forward to seeing you guys there um, The last thing I like to say is um, Kind of what I said the last time I was on This amazing podcast Is um, audit your circle um, uh, I, When people see me wear my t-shirt That says that They're like what does that mean The elevator pitch is The, the um, commercial jet Holds 300 people Private jet mm-hmm. It was about 15, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't come with you. Mm-hmm. So as you elevate, um, it is very important that you audit the people around you that will continue to be on the same path and trajectory of where you're going. It can be very painful, but we all have goals that we need to meet. And I surround myself with people that help me um, make that goal. I love it. I love it. Big, you already up. know. Yo, my name is Brian Waldrain, billionaire B on Instagram, and I'm just honestly, I'm super grateful and passionate to be part of this amazing movement with my guys, uh, Lex and Herm, right now. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at billionaire B on YouTube at billionaire B, and thefundingblueprint.com is going to be the financial literacy event of 2023. You do not want to miss it out. I don't even know what camera I should be looking at, but I'm gonna look at every single one and let y'all know <laughs> y'all need to be there. Let's get it. Let's go. I love it. I love it, man. Well, look, man. Thank y'all so much. Make sure. Y'all follow this uh, esteemed group of financial literacy educators. Uh, I'm I, Again, I, I truly did learn a lot, and I'll probably ask some questions after this, get my own financial situation together. But make sure y'all uh, check out the course, and I mean, check out the, the challenge, and um, make sure you get you some social proof, meaning go build something, build it really, really big. But you got to document the process because it's important that you teach your community how you did what you did. It's the only way our community grows, okay? We're out of here. Peace. Peace.